welcome to mini episode 189 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the first story comes from Sarah. And Sarah actually sent this story back in October 2020, but I mislaid it in the world of mislaying emails. And it is from her blog. So Sarah's blog is called paranormal-activities.com. So that's paranormal-activities.com. And you can see on this blog all of the evidence that she has gathered of the haunting in her house. So let's get into it. Back in October, I began to notice strange and unexplainable things happening around me. A tapping sound at my door, shadows in my room. This was only the beginning of a long journey for me. I needed to know more. Was it just in my head or was something more going on? After everything I've uncovered, I believe there are spirits that are trying to communicate with me. I know some of you might not believe in a higher power or a spiritual world. Some of you will look for other explanations and seek to derail what I believe to be evidence, and that's fine. Believe me, I have explored other possibilities and questioned whether or not this was real. I'm not here to convince anyone or to prove anything. I just want to share my story and what I've been dealing with. So let me start from the beginning. Like Manny, I sleep with my door closed. One night, however, I noticed a tapping at my door like someone was knocking quietly. Nothing super loud, but it definitely got my attention. I began to notice it night after night, so I began to sleep with my door open. One night, a couple of weeks before Halloween 2019, I woke up to this dark grey image hovering above my face. It completely took my breath away and freaked me out. The image floated upwards towards the ceiling. It contained a bright green light in the centre of this shadowy cloud with different coloured light beams moving within it. Then it suddenly disappeared. I was terrified. The next morning I woke up and told my family what I had experienced. They didn't believe me so I decided to order some motion cameras on Amazon to see if I could capture anything. I also wanted to prove to my family that I wasn't crazy. I set the cameras up in my room and recorded at night while I slept. I would usually wake up, review the footage from the night before and see if I captured anything. I set up notifications on my phone to alert me when the camera captured motion. For a while there was nothing unusual, or at least nothing that couldn't be explained away. Then, on October the 26th, at 6.08am, I received an alert to my phone that my camera had captured something, and I wasn't ready for what I saw. In the footage, a small child appeared in the doorway of the bedroom. It looked as if she was wearing a bonnet or a headpiece, and her dark face was turned to look at me as I slept. She didn't enter the room, she just watched me. I moved suddenly to pull up the covers and just as quickly as she appeared, she darted away. I haven't seen her since. At the time this footage was recorded, I was the only one in the home. And at the time, I had no pets. You will see multiple videos of this figure. I've also zoomed in and you can notice that the figure moves up and down. In the second video, you can tell that the figure leans more into the room. I will admit this completely freaked me out, but I was also excited that I captured something, terrified at the same time. I notified my whole family and they were in shock as well. 
Driven to learn more, I started to put the cameras up during the day and watch the live feed. I began to notice loud banging noises in the live feed like someone was slamming cupboards or was tumbling shoes in the dryer. Again, no one was at home and no appliances were running. There was no construction going on in the neighbourhood and we had no pets in the home during this time. The ring camera audio captured sounds of people talking in my house, despite the fact there was no one home and no television on. As more and more unexplained things happened in the house, I had to get more answers. In November, I decided to reach out to Twin Cities Paranormal Society to get a more professional opinion. They asked if they could conduct an investigation on the house and I agreed. Upon their investigation, they were shocked as to what they found. They said they had never been to a more active residential house before. The investigators were able to make contact with a spirit girl named Anna. They were able to establish the contact with Anna as evidence by using the Estes method. In paranormal activity, the Estes method isolates and concentrates random sound waves to a radio feed through an SB7 spirit box. One investigator asks the spirit or energy questions. The other must have soundproof headphones plugged into the SB7 box so they cannot hear the questions being asked. The questioner begins to ask the spirit or energy questions and the listener, who cannot hear the questions that are being asked, listens for words to come through the radio waves. The human receiver says out loud any words or phrases they can make out. On the blog, you can hear the conversation that they had with a girl named Anna. Another piece of evidence the team found was a distinct male voice. The voice was captured in one of the two lower-level bedrooms in the house. This voice comes through as if it is directly speaking into the camera's microphone. The team believes that the voice captured is speaking in a foreign language with distinguishable syllables. Review of the adjacent room's video during this hour resulted in no investigators coming downstairs during the time this voice was recorded. So this voice could not have been one of the investigators. As the investigation team did research into the property, an interesting observation shows that from the late 1800s to 1935, the property was essentially part of the Anoka County Poor Farm. The Anoka County Poor Farm was a place where society's outcasts lived, the elderly, the orphaned and the mentally unwell. 
Interestingly, during this time, it was custom for poor young children to wear head coverings or bonnets like the ones similar to what the ghost in the video was wearing. In the blog, you can view the other evidence that I personally captured along with the paranormal investigation team. I have audio footage along with videos. And like I mentioned before, I'm not here to convince anyone. I just want to share my story and what I have experienced. In one video, you will hear a girl laughing while my alarm is going off. And in the video, you will also see my cat, Louie, running when she laughs. Once again, nobody was at home other than myself and Louie. Before the coronavirus happened, the investigation team was planning to come over to share the evidence and do a clearing of the house. Unfortunately, that didn't happen due to Minnesota being in a shelter in place. However, Chad from the Twin Cities Paranormal Society did reach out to share some of the highlights from the second investigation. Please keep in mind it is only some of the evidence from round two. When the pandemic settles down, the whole team will get back together to go over the evidence in more detail. Chad mentioned that he heard a voice saying, hey, when he was upstairs and it sounded like it came through the TV or from behind the TV. I wanted to share a little background as to why this was so interesting to me. After the first investigation, I noticed through the live feed camera that I kept noticing people in the TV. At first, I thought it was a reflection from the window, but my family members kept telling me that there are people in the TV. You could never see the images with your naked eye, only through the live feed. I started to take screenshots from the live feed in order to understand what I was seeing. As my family and I watched the live feed, you would notice the figures in the TV appear to actually move. Update on the 19th of the 10th, 2020. I know a lot of you have been asking me for the latest update. But unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the investigation team is still unavailable to bring the team together and give us the final review and evidence. In the meantime, a lot has changed. I've actually sold the house and I'm in the process of building a new house. Chad, the lead investigator, did tell me that it is possible the energy or some of it could be attached to me or my mother, especially since we have lived in that house the entire time. With that being said... I've had some experiences that have been happening since I've moved. I've sent over the footage that I've experienced and the footage is getting reviewed by the paranormal investigation team. And that's all we have. And Sarah, I need you to come back and give us the update. Are you okay? Are things okay in your new house? Is this like paranormal activity? Because it feels a bit like paranormal activity. And wasn't the whole story in paranormal activity that it was like centred around this one girl like she was haunted rather than the houses or am I making that up it's been a while since I've seen paranormal activity so the blog is called paranormal-activities.com and you can see all of the evidence that was captured in those videos and the one that really got me was the sound of the girl laughing and then the cat running away because in the video you can see the cat respond to the laugh and then leg it it like jumps down off the chair and runs away and uh, yeah, and obviously not to mention the figure in the doorway. That is a disturbing video.
it is a it is a disturbing video and if that's if that's what they made orphaned children wear in that period of time like why why would you make any child wear that when you see the video you will understand it looks like it looks like a tiny monk there's no need for it i love the sheer amount of evidence that this story came with and i love the fact that you decided you know what i'm going to set up a ring camera i'm going to set up some motion detector cameras and let's see what happens i think it's a great idea and strain number two comes from equus i was 13 and headed to a local horse barn in which we had a horse and took lessons frequently and as we pulled up i felt a shiver i wasn't cold and nothing was happening so i thought nothing of it My heartbeat started racing as we got out of the car and I headed into the large horse pasture to get my horse called Sizzle. As I headed out there I kept feeling scared and my heart racing, which wasn't normal for me, and again I thought nothing of it. I went up to my horse and clipped on his lead rope, in which he tried to bite me and started acting aggressively. This was also very unusual because my horse is normally very passive. I walked him into the barn, leading him into his stall. I spent a while grooming him, with him being grumpy and nipping at me. At one point, he kept pinning his butt at me, which my mother, who was with me, kept saying, This is weird for him. Stay away from his butt. Don't get kicked, okay? Which me being me, I ignored it, but luckily he didn't kick me. I got his saddle and bridle on later and led him outside to the arena to meet my trainer. We talked to my trainer explaining that he was being aggressive today, which we all just ignored thinking he was just in a bad mood. My trainer set up the poles of the arena in a semicircle at one end and we trotted through them. Every time we went through I kept getting stiff, my heart racing, but I was extremely calm. Almost like I wasn't there, I was just watching my body. I went for a few laps and at one point we went through and he started booking. I rode through perfectly fine, just a bit shaken. But the next time we went through, he kicked so hard he was almost vertical, and I went flying. I saw him running ahead of me, ears pinned, and I heard the yelling from my mother and the trainer. All of a sudden, I heard a voice saying, Get down. I put my head down, just to look up and see a hoof glaze over my face and land on my arm. Yes, I broke my arm and it was very painful. Later on, my trainer told me if I hadn't ducked, I would have been killed by him hitting me in the head. I keep thinking back to this and wondering why and how I heard this voice. Later on, in a different story in which I don't know enough details of, I learned that someone had died in the house I lived in and was watching over our house and was apparently attached to our family in a friendly way. Thank goodness for guardian angels, eh? Because that is not a vibe. Isn't intuition just the funniest thing? I mean, I wonder, did you, like, pick up on the horse's energy as you were entering the stable, as you were entering the yard, and that's why you felt that, like, sick, hang on a second, something's not right here, energy? It's, It's amazing, really. Like, how do these things happen? It is amazing. Even if it's your own psyche that does that, even if it's your own brain that is telling yourself to get down, like, why do you hear it as an external voice? Uh, it's just amazing are you more likely to listen to an external voice rather than your own thoughts or is it a case that it is something external that is trying to protect you i'm very sorry that you broke your arm by the way it's not a not a pleasant feeling not a pleasant feeling at all but luckily you did get down and you know you weren't killed by 
the horse, which would have not been a good end to this story. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Sarah and Equez for sending in your stories. Sarah's link is paranormal-activities.com. The link will be in the description of this episode. If you would like to send in your own story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to know anything about the podcast, you can check out reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. If you are desperate for more content, you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content and every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.